Psalm chapter 3 is a lament chapter, which means it talks about a grief or an expression of grief that is then given to God. Because in this case, David didn't know what else to do with it. And I think that's a powerful example for us as believers today. We're going to get into it. Join us. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what he says in his word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach. And I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with him and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know that you have been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus, how he calls them, how he encourages them, how he equips them. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, helping you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I also include a lot of cultural and historical information that makes these familiar passages of scripture really come alive. This is a great study to do with maybe your teen girls or a group of friends from church, and it will really help you gain confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, and today we are in Psalm chapter 3. I'm reading from the, let me see, the NIV today. O Lord, how many are my foes, how many rise up against me. Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. But you are a shield around me, O Lord. You bestow glory on me and lift up my head. To the Lord I cry aloud, and he answers me from his holy hill. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear the tens of thousands drawn up against me on every side. Arise, O Lord, deliver me, O my God. Strike all my enemies on the jaw. Break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. Selah. So today we are looking at Psalm chapter 3, and this is a psalm that was written by David, and he wrote it when he was fleeing from his son Absalom. And if you don't know that story, I would encourage you to go back and read it. You can find that in 2 Samuel, I believe it's chapter 15, and it'll give you a little bit of context about some of the emotions that David was feeling at the time. There are different kinds of psalms, and we said that at the onset, that different psalms are representing different human emotions, and this would be a psalm that would be representative of the lament category. And so by lament, I mean, basically, 
expressing grief or maybe regret or trouble. And really it's taking, lament means taking that emotion and offering it to God. Um, it's different than just complaining. It's really kind of getting to this place where you're like, God, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. So I'm handing it over to you. Almost a third of the Psalms fit into this category. And I think sometimes I said this before, I'm going to say it again. I think sometimes it's important to remember that the scriptures are filled with opportunities and examples for us to understand how to go to God in our heartbreak in our grief, in our sorrow, in our regret. And sometimes I think we think that we have to have it all together and all figured out because we want to hide some of those emotions from God. Instead, I want to challenge you to go to God with those things because that's how we heal from them. That's how we go through them. That's how we grow through them is taking them to God. So verse one and two is really a description of the trouble or it could be descriptive of suffering or maybe some injustice. And then we see an expression of trust in God in verses three through six. So I want to read it for you. Oh Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. So that is basically a description of the trouble that he's going through. And then an expression of trust in God is verse three, but you are a shield around me, O Lord. You bestow glory on me and you lift up my head. And, and actually let's keep going to the Lord. I cry out loud and he answers me from his holy hill. It's basically expressing, okay, God, here is my trouble, but I trust you. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear the tens of thousands drawn up against me on every side. So then what we see in verse 7 is really a plea for help. Arise, O Lord, deliver me, O my God. Strike all my enemies on the jaw. Break the teeth of the wicked. And then in verse 8, we see an expression of praise or this, um, you, you'll hear them called the Thanksgiving verse. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. I want to just say that the amount of lament psalms that we see in scripture is really, again, it's a sign that God wants his people to cry out to him for help. He wants to be in a place where he can step in and rescue you. He wants to be in a place where you can look back and see, okay, even in the midst of my sorrow or my heartache or my grief or my regret, God was there. At the end, that word Selah, you see that in a lot of the Psalms, especially the ones that are written by David, it occurs 71 times. And um, I think it happens a couple other times in Habakkuk, maybe. But basically the meaning of this, we're not 100% certain, but it's mostly used with the ones that were uh, like a melody. So the ones that were written specifically as songs that had melodies in them, we see this word Selah. So we think it's some sort of musical term. Um, they think sometimes it might be a ceremonial term that that might be indicating like a pause. So maybe they would do several of these psalms together and the Selah would mean pause. Um, it's in there. We, we, we usually, we will read it. We will say it's in there. But just to be clear, we don't 100% know for certain what it was. I, I want to bring your attention back to verse 3. For a minute, it says, but you are a shield around me, O Lord. You bestow glory on me and you lift up my head. 
I want to bring that up because there was two basic types of shields used in this time frame. There was a large um, body length shield that it protected your entire body, but because it was so big and it was so heavy, you would sacrifice your mobility. Like it would protect you, but you really couldn't go far. So that shield was really good for um, fighting against, you know, an enemy that had spears that were maybe like approaching your fortress. Um, or if you were trying to protect the archers that were behind you. And then there was another kind of shield and that was um, a round shield or, and maybe sometimes it was like the length of your torso. And that was more common for like hand-to-hand -hand combat with swords or spears. You could carry that along with you. And so the materials that they used were um, sometimes wood, sometimes wicker, sometimes leather. And body armor at that time frame was uh, a little bit more difficult. It was harder to make, of course. It was more expensive. And the shield because so many of them did not have body armor, the shield was really the typical means of defense. So when you were in combat, one of these two kinds of shields were typically what you would use. And so um, the imagery of the shield, it's really a military metaphor, and it is used to really assure the king of the deity's protection. And so um, when we talk about being shielded, we're talking about really in military terms, literal protection. And that's, that's kind of what we're seeing here. I think the parallels are really important to point out. So for believers, if we are following God's purpose, even when we are following God's purpose, I guess I should say, we will still experience hardship. We will experience opposition. In fact, sometimes, um, especially when you are following God's purpose, that's when the enemy likes to attack. He wants to keep you discouraged and make you feel defeated. But the encouragement here, especially with this shield imagery, is that you can call on God and have confidence that he's going to take action on your behalf and protect you. And so he's shielding you. It, that shield is referring to God's protection. And so we see that um, in Genesis chapter 15, where it talks about Abraham's shield. And we see it in Deuteronomy chapter 33, when it's talking about Israel's shield. God is our shield. And then also it talks about um, in verse three, it talks about bestowing glory on my head, bestow glory on me and lift up my head. That bestowing of glory is really, um, it, it means honor and kind of like the, the word talks about, um, God helping us and encouraging us. So essentially what we're saying is that the people who are taking refuge in God that are being shielded by God, they can take refuge in his presence. And so as we commit to living life under God's authority, we can also rest in this idea that God is going to shield us. And that really gives us the ability to work through and come out on the other side of some of these difficulties that, that we face, which are part of the human experience. Verse five, I want to read. It says, I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I think sometimes when we are in the middle of a mess, 
I don't know about you if you're like me, but I cannot sleep. I, I get to a place where I might be exhausted and tired, but I, there's no rest. I stew things, stew over things in, in my mind. I replay the way things could have gone. I think about what I should be doing or what I need to do. And it's really difficult to just have peace in that situation. That's where we need to go back to what we talked about in Psalm chapter one. We need to meditate on God's law and we need to meditate on the fact that he is our shield, that he is the one that is protecting us. And so if the protection is his responsibility, then we can just rest in that place of protection. And that's the the place that we really find peace. That's the place that we can um, have security and we can just finally get to a place where we are able to rest when we trust that God is watching over us. And, um, there have been seasons of my life where I feel like I have been under immense attack. And, and because of that, whether it is in the physical, the spiritual, emotional, um, because of that, I have just felt like I myself had to work myself out of that situation. And instead, I think what this psalm, what David does a good do- job of showing us in this psalm, is that there's a place for rest even in the midst of, of that um, battle, whether it is regret or grief or sorrow or, um, you know, as David's talking about, all of his enemies are stacked against him. There's still a place of peace that we can find as believers because we trust God and we can trust him fully in those moments. So given that insight, I'm going to read it again and then we're going to pray. Oh Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him, but you are a shield around me. O Lord, you bestow glory on me and lift up my head. To the Lord I cry out loud, and he answers me from his holy hill. Selah. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear the tens of thousands drawn up against me on every side. Arise, O Lord. Deliver me, O my God. Strike all my enemies on the jaw. Break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. Selah. Lord God, we thank you that despite what our circumstances may look like, despite that uh, feeling we get in the pit of our stomach when we have messed up, the regret we have, or the grief that we have over a situation, Lord, God, I pray that you would be our shield that we would sense your shield as a protective measure around us, God, that we would be able to cry out to you, Lord, in that moment, and also recognize that we can have peace because you are the one that is protecting us. God, I thank you that you are the deliverer, that um, we can rest in this place of knowing that you love us, you care for us, and that you are watching out for us. Lord, I pray that in those moments when we are tempted to maybe hide those things from you or withdraw from you. God, remind us through your spirit that you long to intervene. God, we thank you for the testimony of your word and the way it continues to help us to hear your voice more clearly. Lord, I pray for my friends today that they would sense your presence with them throughout the day. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey friends, before you go, I just wanted to fill you in on something. I've gotten a lot of questions recently about what's next. People have gone through the She Hears Bible study and they kind of want to have some direction as far as what to do next. 
don't worry, I will be writing more studies. But in the meantime, the goal of the She Hears Bible study was to not only help you to learn how to hear Jesus through the example of the six women in the study, but really for you to have a, a set of tools to use that you can apply to other passages of scripture. So what I have available for you on the resources page of my website is a couple different tools to help you do just that. And depending on your budget, there's lots of options. The first option is just a very simple uh, ESV version book of John Bible journal. And so what that is, is on one side, you have the scripture from the the whole book of John. So on one side, you have the actual scripture verse by verse. And on the other side, you have places to take notes. And so that's a really easy place to continue doing the color method of study. And if you don't have the colors that we have designated in the study, those are available. I think they're just a couple bucks in the, in the resources page as well. But you can continue to use that color method throughout, you know, one chapter or a, a couple verses. It's a really easy way to do that. And they're small. You can kind of tuck it into your bag. The second resource is similar, except it's all four gospels like that. And so that, that one is done by Hosanna Revival and they're just beautiful. Um, I love them, just the aesthetic of them. They make me feel really special when I'm working in them. And so that's all four of the Gospels. And that's a little bit more expensive because you're getting the whole set. And then the third option, and there's two different price points depending on what you're looking for, is we have journaling Bibles. And so there's the hardcover that are beautifully painted, and then also the leather bound. And what I love about those is when you open them up inside, you will see space in the margins to continue to write. Some people just have a thing about writing in their Bibles. Not me. My Bibles are all marked up. But if you have a thing about writing in your Bibles, this could be a dedicated journaling Bible where you can do the color method and not worry about getting, you know, your study Bible all messed up. And so I pray that those resources bless you. I started putting those in the shop after people started requesting them. And then I realized that I never really told you guys about them unless you private message me. So in case you're looking for what's next, what's more, this is a really good transition after you finish the She Hears Bible study. I pray that it blesses you. Have a good week, friends. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call on your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.